Well, we've played that tune on the show before, Little French Song by Carla Bruni. Now, if that name sounds familiar, she's actually the wife of former French President Nicolas Sarkozy. And uh, he, uh, we hear, will serve a one-year house arrest wearing an electronic tag after a Paris court last week upheld a three-year prison sentence for corruption. Don't let him destroy your enjoyment of Little French Song by Carla Bruni. That is our lead-in to Matthew Magard, who was born in Jura near the French-Swiss border. Uh, The Jura is famous for its cheeses, so perhaps it was only natural that Matthew got involved in the industry selling cheese-making equipment. But he really wanted to be a cheesemaker himself. So when Matthew came to Australia, he found the opportunity to establish his own label, L'Artisan, and he found an organic certified farm to provide the milk quality that he sought. Graham Kemlow met him about 10 years ago when he was in Timboon in Western Victoria, and they catch up again. Uh, we're now in Mortlake, which is not very far, close to Warrnambool, and uh, we moved here in 2020. Right. Uh, you basically shifted your whole production facility from Timboon to Mortlake. Yeah, or in between, we were in uh, Geelong for five years, and we uh, we were only leasing, and we we, we bought uh, a factory here in Mortlake, so we right. won't move. We won't okay. move again. So it's good. Yeah. One of the critical things people may not understand about your business is that you produce strictly organic cheese. Yes. Do you still get your milk from the Smiths? So we, we get our milk from three farms, and amongst these three farms, we still have the Smiths, yes. A sand dune away from the Southern Ocean. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're actually near um, Allensford, so they're on the Great Ocean Road, but uh, closer to Warnemore. But we had a fantastic time at the Smiths, where they're very early in the morning to milk yes. to see the cows being milked. They are the most contented bunch of cows I've ever seen. And he even went out and dug up a patch of grass. It was a wet day. And he brought in this patch of his, basically, what what the cows feed on. And it didn't look like grass, it looked like a herb collection. Do you remember? Yes, yes, yes. I do, not only I remember, but we do have pictures that we, we still have in a little presentation. So the, this picture would have been taken when you were around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was amazing. And it, he said to me, and John Smith said to me, he said, you know, the cows will only eat certain of these greens. At yeah. certain times of the day. Yes. Well, that's amazing. And, and yeah, they, they they pretty much know what they need at a certain time of the day or the week or the month. So right. so they, they make sure they have everything available for them. Yeah, so yeah, it's so not like a normal, like a normal pasture. pasture. And, and John Smith's very protective of his pasture because it is a certified organic farm. If the bloke yeah. next door uh, wants to put certain products on his yes. land, it's going to affect John's ability to be organic. So I think he got a few of his neighbours involved, didn't he? So they're all doing it. Yeah, the, he, he does. And they, they went back to, on top of being organic now, they're, they are also biodynamic, Right. So which is pretty much the, the next step up. And like uh, cow horns full of manure and stuff. Yes, yes, exactly. And they, they work with the, the, the cycle of the moon and there's, there's, there's a lot of things and they pay even more attention to their, to their soil and to, um, to, to the, the, the type of grass they use. Um, so they, they, they're still here. Can you taste it in the milk? Yeah, you, I, I think you do. Uh, that's the quality of the, uh, of the fat, but also uh, quite often the level of calcium. 
so it's quite interesting, especially when you make semi-hard cheese to, to have that, uh, that, that level of calcium in the milk. It really helps bind the, the, the proteins together. Now, your story's interesting, Mathieu. I, I think I remember it. You basically used to sell cheese-making machines. Yes. Yeah. You come from the Jura area yes, of uh, yeah. France near the Swiss border. Yeah. Slightly mountainous area, right? Yeah, 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 mountainous area, yeah. You decided instead of selling the machines, you'd rather make the cheese. Yeah, I was, I mean, I studied cheese making and I did some cheese making in France as well. Yeah. And then went back to the family company that was making cheese equipment. So we were making vats, etc., and were very active in France, but also overseas. Right. So it was, it was quite an interesting uh, take on cheese making everywhere. But you make, so you make French cheese, but sort of yeah. Aussie style. Is that how you put it? Yeah, or we, yes, we, we, we try to um, make traditional cheeses but we have to adapt it to the fact that um, you know, we need to use uh, pasteurized milk instead of uh, raw milk so that's the first difference and, and then also uh, the climate is a lot more challenging here uh, so it's uh, it's quite difficult um, to get around and find little you know tips and little things to to make it um, work. Right. Is in, that in, the maritime influence? Yeah, that's that's it. And the, the, the way you know, in coastal Victoria, how quickly the weather changes, uh, from especially when it comes to uh, the, the moisture in the air. So you can, one day it can be so wet and two days later, uh, you know, the, the, um, the moisture is only 30%. So it, it makes it quite hard. So you have to make some compensation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the way we make cheese, in the way we we work with airflow in the ripening room. So there's there's a lot of little things that we have to control, and it actually takes a long time to understand yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I saw your cheeses in the ripening room, and and I know that you place them there and you turn them over, and you mm. you know I don't know that you talk to them nicely. I think. Yeah, exactly. It's important. <laughs> but they're different colours because you have different types of mould that grow on yeah. different cheeses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It depends. We do a lot of wash rinds and. And this um, will change as well according to the to the season. Uh, the the strains of bacteria you I mean when you use a, a type of bacteria there are many strains, and some at some different times of the year, uh, the st- different strains will be will be more active, okay. and will give a different taste to the cheese. Lartisan cheese, as it's called, is available through a range of resellers right across the country, isn't it? Yeah, 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 right across Australia, and we, we haven't, we were granted uh, an export license pretty oh. recently, but we we haven't done anything oh, yet. I hope you're send some back to France. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> that's like Coles to Newcastle. <laughs> yes, that, that that'd be that, that'd be funny. Yeah, and tell me the Jura area of France from a from a travel perspective. Yeah. can you go there and sort of see the way that the locals produce their cheeses? I imagine it's a little more uh, individual, uh, not sort of. You're almost like a corporate producer now, I imagine. But what, what do you have in Jura? What what would you find there? No, no, no. We, we're not quite corporate at, at all. We, oh, uh, you're still we, boutique, are you? Yeah, we 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 a big one amongst the small factories, but right. we still compared to you know, the smallest factory in France, we we still quite small. 
but in, in the in the Jura Mountains, where I come from, it's uh, it's the southern uh, tip of the Jura Mountains, which is still the uh, Comté area. Yeah. So uh, in in um, in the Jura Mountains, there's a lot of cheese. There's a lot of Comté. So that if you if people uh, travel around there, a lot of these factories can be uh, can be viewed, okay. and it, it's quite interesting to do that and do some tastings. And uh, also, there are some you know, what we call affiner, uh, which buy the the Comté wheels from the the cheese factory and and take care of the affinage, the ripening of the cheeses. And a couple of them can be visited, and it's actually a wonderful thing to see. Well, and where do you? Where would you head for? What's the major city there to look for? Uh, the 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 Conte area. You can you you can go a little bit. Uh, it's slightly uh, up north from where I am, uh, but it's there. Lerousse. So there's uh, there's a yeah. villa, village called Lerousse, and there's a fort, an old uh, military fort that has been turned into a, a gigantic uh, ripening room. Oh, that sounds interesting. So you'd hire a car and drive around this area, would you? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's easy to find information uh, around cheese factories and the one that, that can offer visits or at least uh, viewings. Um, but uh, yeah, in that area around Lerous, so the, that's called the Haut Jura, so High Jura area, yeah. you, you'll find a lot of these cheese factories. And is this an area where the cows would migrate with the weather up and down uh, the mountain? So not, not so much, in, no, not in the Jura Mountains, you don't have this alpage thing happening, but right. this is mostly in the Alps, okay. so, which is very close by. Right. Now, for those of us who aren't travelling to France uh, yeah. in the next few minutes, people want to get hold of your cheese. What sort of cheese would they ask for to get, to get um, your product? What, what's the most popular? I know some of them are big, round... Um, I don't want to say like a cow pat, but you know they're that shape, aren't they? Um, yep. What 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 should people look for? What are the best to try? Uh, so at at the moment, the really good ones are probably the Walsh rind. Uh, so especially uh, you you made reference to uh, to the tartiflette. Uh, I don't know if you did, but we had the tartiflette in uh, 2012. Oh, I still my mouth waters when you just mention it. <laughs> you did say that in the email, yeah. uh, and so the tartiflette you can use our cheese called the, the Mountain Man, which is a subtle wash rind, okay. and um, this is a really good time to to make a tartiflette and to use that cheese. And the, the wash rind are o often very good at this time of the year, winter or end of autumn uh, or winter. It's quite and good. What colour are they typically? Is it orange? Huh? Orange, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and also we have uh, a cheese that we call uh, we call Mepunga Gruyere, um, which is you know come in a sixteen kilogram wheel, and that's uh, inspired by Conte, but we called it Mepunga because that's where the Smith's uh, farm is. Oh, no, yeah. that's great, yeah. And um, you also do things like triple brie and everything, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. we do a, a triple cream called the Extravagant, uh, which is always very nice and uh, and very creamy, uh, obviously. And uh, But we also do some, some double brie, which is called the, the Grand Fleury or Petit Fleury. 
And um, we have a very uh, nice cheese, which is quite unusual um, as an Australian-made cheese called Marcel. And it, it's quite interesting. It's a, it's a double cream. And it's a, it's a cow's milk uh, cheese, but uh, which looks a lot and even tastes a little bit like um, like a goat's milk cheese. So it's quite it's it's an interesting cheese with just you know this um, uh, wrinkly rind. Yeah. Um, so that's a geotrichum rind, and it's it's quite delicious at the moment. Sounds, sounds great. Uh, well, talking to you, I've, you made me hungry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll, I will. I will promise to make a visit down. I know we got interrupted by the pandemic at one. Yeah. I will make an effort to come down to Mortlake and uh, have a have a look at your latest developments. But it's great to share with our listeners that uh, your product is available, uh, and you don't have to necessarily go to a special French provador, do you? There. No, no, no. That's nothing specific. Any any deli and or you know IGAs we would have our products normally congratulations on what you've achieved over the years thanks Graham French born cheesemaker Mathieu Magard from Mortlake was speaking with Graham Camlo his cheese is found under the Lartison cheese label in good food stores and it's completely delicious or you can also go to lartisancheese.com this is the travel writer show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.